0: Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com/slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers.
1: Hi, my name is Jonathan Messenger and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian.
2: Uh Jonathan, what happened to your voice? Nothing. Why? Oh, you just sounded weird for a second. You may want to start over. Okay. No problem.
1: Hi, my name is Jonathan Messenger, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. Jonathan.
2: Yeah? What is up with your voice? What do you mean? I don't I don't hear it. There is something seriously wrong happening with your voice. Okay, we'll cut this whole part out, and then we'll just start from the top. Okay.
1: <clears throat> Hi, my name is Jonathan Messenger, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of okay, Finn no, Caspian.
2: Jonathan, Jonathan stop.
1: Jonathan. Hi.
2: Stop saying hi to me.
1: My name is Jonathan Messenger. No, that's not you. Welcome to the Alien Adventures. of Finn Caspian.
2: Uh. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. It's just that our listener, Lucas, who's eight from San Jose, California, he recorded this intro so that I didn't have to say the same thing over and over again every episode. So I thought it would be kind of fun to use it. Well, it is funny, Jonathan, but... Hi! Okay, okay, okay. You got me. Ha-ha! The tables have turned, Bebop. (laughs) All right. That was fun. Thank you for that, Lucas. Now, let's get right into this week's episode. If you remember what happened last week, the orb that was floating in the library had cracked and out popped the leg of what we think is a little alien baby. So let's see what happens next in this week's episode, The Day the Grown-Ups quit. "'Vale, you were the one who was so excited "'that you were right about the whole egg thing,' said Finn. "'It's only right that you take care of the baby.' "'Finn was trying not to laugh, "'even though Vale was, to put it politely, "'struggling in his new role as father figure "'to the little blue baby. "'All I wanted was a little acknowledgement "'that I knew something that a robot didn't,' said Vale, "'the little baby sitting on his shoulders,' tugging on his hair. The baby, for the fifth time that day, had spit up onto Vale. Ugh, in my hair? I mean, how much puking can a baby do? Vale, Finn, and Abigail were all sitting in Abigail's family's compartment with Meg. Elias and Foggy were off piecing Voltronics back together after his rookie space skating mishap. Aside from the baby's upset stomach, it had actually both upset and calmed the space station. On the one hand, it was an alien life force that had suddenly shown up on the Marlowe with no clue as to where it came from or even whether it meant harm. But on the other hand, it was really cute. It had a thick bright blue hide with tufts of fur on its knees, elbows, and shoulders. It had two little horns sticking out of its forehead and a toothless smile that it flashed often. Vale and the baby were Instant pals. Maybe because the baby sensed he was on its side from the beginning, or maybe just because Vale was as close to a baby as it got in the library when the baby was born. I don't understand, said Meg. Why don't you all believe me that this is part of the darkness? Well, it's okay, said Abigail. We've all been wrong before. There's no shame in making a mistake. And besides, you were just born. But I am not wrong. Can you not all sense it? No, I suppose you can't. Meg looked at the baby, and Finn, Abigail, and Valé all grew a little nervous about how Meg was acting. Um, Meg, said Finn, could you please go check on Elias and Foggy, see how they're coming along with Voltronics. They could probably use your help. Without saying anything... Meg stood and exited. Okay, said Vale. What is up with your robot, Abigail? She's freaking me out. Nothing is up with her, said Abigail. She's just getting used to things. But Finn could tell from Abigail's tone of voice that she didn't even quite believe what she was saying. It was like she was trying to convince herself as she said those words. Look, Meg is awesome, said Finn. You saw her routine, and she is clearly tuned into something that the rest of us are not. But I'm a little worried about how concerned she is over the baby. Yeah, right, said Vale. Please tell me she's not going to try to hurt Mr. Sparkles. Mr. Sparkles, said Finn. Please tell me you didn't name the baby Mr. Sparkles. It just sort of came to me, said Vale. It was like he asked for it. Isn't that right, Mr. Sparkles? Beep. The baby spit up on Abigail's couch. Ha ha, you missed me that time, said Valle. Ugh, I'm not sure that counts as a miss, said Finn, scooting away from the baby. Look, I think I know what's wrong with Meg, said Abigail. And that's not even the right way to say it. There's nothing wrong with her. There's something wrong with how we're looking at her. What do you mean, said Finn? Well, look, I named her Megbot because I wanted her to be like Meg from the book. But what if she isn't Meg? What if she's Meg's little brother, Charles Wallace, the little genius? Or what if she's one of those three ladies who helped Meg? They were super powerful, but they didn't act like humans. Okay, so that's no big deal. Said Finn, then we just become friends with whoever Meg really is. No, you don't understand, said Abigail. If she's not Meg, if she's one of the other characters, that means she could be right about the darkness, about the danger we're all in, about Mr. Sparkles. Beep. Ah, oh, it hasn't even eaten anything, said Vale. How could it puke this much? Finn, Abigail, and Vale brought Mr. Sparkles to the bridge. They'd promised only to give it a tour, and then bring it right back. And when they got there, Finn's mother and some of the senior crew were all again huddled around something. Hey, Mom, we brought back the baby, said Finn. It keeps puking, and the puke kind of smells like licorice. It's really gross and confusing. Finn's mother looked up. And walked quickly over to the kids. Finn looked at the space left by his mom in the circle of adults and saw there, again, the same stone that had been floating in the library. Another one? said Finn. When did this one show up? Yay, you're going to have a twin, Mr. Sparkles, said Vale. No, it's not another one, said Captain Caspian. It's the same one. Shortly after we all left the library, we sent a... "'Fale, did you say Mr. Sparkles?' "'Yep!' "'Yep!' "'Okay, we're going to have to talk about that later. "'The point is that the maintenance robot "'who was supposed to collect the samples of the shell for analysis, "'by the time it got to the library to clean up, "'the egg had reformed, good as new, "'and it was floating there again, as if nothing had happened. "'I... I don't hear anything,' said Abigail. "'No,' said Captain Caspian.' It's different this time. Abigail, Finn, and Valé approached the stone, floating in front of the navigational computers and a large window looking out into space. This time, however, there were numbers as if they had been carved into the stone across its smooth surface. We think they are coordinates, said Finn's mom. We think we know where we're supposed to bring, um... Mr. Sparkles, said Valé. That's his name, Mr. Sparkles. "'You mean you think that's his home planet?' "'Vale pointed to an image on a screen of a dark, black, and purple planet. "'That is the planet at these coordinates,' said Captain Caspian. "'We'll be in orbit around it shortly.' "'Great,' said Vale. "'We'll take him down there and return him to his blue parents.' "'No,' said Captain Caspian. "'This is a job only for the adults.' "'I never thought I would say this, but Vale has a point, Mom.' said Finn. He's actually really good with the little guy. Vale smiled as if Mr. Sparkles hadn't just vomited all over him. I'm sorry, Finn, but I have a bad feeling about this one, said Finn's mom. This will just be the senior members of our staff. They all looked out at the foreboding planet. She actually has a point too, Finn, said Vale. That planet looks scary. For the rest of the day, the adults quietly prepared for their trip to the dark planet's surface. The kids all kicked around the Great Hall, the library, anywhere where they wouldn't get in the way of all the activity. Finn's mother had decided that Mr. Sparkles would stay on the Marlow until the adults knew for sure that the planet was safe. And if there was any danger down there, say, an angry mother looking for her baby, then they would be able to trade Mr. Sparkles for their own safety. A corps group, 12 officers in all, including all of the parents of Explorers Troop 301, would go. The rest of the adults would stay aboard the Marlowe and monitor the situation from orbit. When it was time for his mother and father to depart, Finn made one last plea to let them go, too. We've seen some crazy stuff, Mom, he said. If you want someone who can handle the unexpected, that's us. I have to agree with young Finn, said Megbot. There is no one aboard this ship who is as attuned to what's down there as I am. I can feel it. Captain Caspian smiled at them both, but she wouldn't hear of it. It would take three explorer pods to carry all the adults down there, and hers, carrying the orb, was last to leave. I have to go now, Finn, said Captain Caspian, but I'll be back in no time. Beep and in the meantime, maybe give Mr. Sparkles something to settle his stomach. Finn hugged his mother hard and watched her pod rocket off through the bay windows. Her pod landed on the dark planet just as Finn and the others gathered with a few of the remaining adults on the bridge, on a large screen. They projected what was happening down on the planet, and they watched as the adults carried the stone off Finn's mother's explorer pod and walked with it, "'as though it were a compass, leading them across the dark terrain. "'They stopped at the opening of a cavern's mouth. "'This is bad,' said Meg. "'They all circled around the stone. "'This is bad,' said Abigail. "'You were right, Meg. "'What are they doing?' said Finn. "'Why are they all standing in a circle like that?' "'The stone, in the center of the cosmonauts, began to glow.' "'and then it glowed brighter and brighter. "'Meg, what's happening?' cried Abigail. "'The light got so bright "'that the explorers couldn't see the adults anymore. "'And then the space station filled with the same light, "'and then, just as quickly as it had started, "'it was gone. "'The kids rubbed their eyes and looked down at the planet, "'and they're not there,' said Finn. "'Where did they go?' "'Mom, Mom, can you hear me?' "'But there was nothing.' "'Mom, Dad!' "'Anybody!' "'No, they're not there,' said Meg. "'Well, maybe they went into that cave,' said Vale. "'No,' said Meg. "'The kids all looked at the robot. "'Then they looked around the bridge. "'None of them are here.' "'Meg was right. "'The other adults, the ones who had stayed behind, "'they were gone too. "'They're gone,' said Abigail. "'They're all gone!' What do we do now? Now? Said Meg. Now we rescue them. Mr. Sparkle spit up again, only this time, out came a small black stone. What is that? Said Finn. I don't know, said Vale. You pick it up, I'm not touching it. Vale kicked it over to Finn, who peered down at it. Just like the stone that his mother had brought down to the planet, this one... "'had numbers etched into the surface. "'More coordinates?' said Finn. "'No, no way,' said Abigail. "'We're not following some alien scavenger hunt. "'We're going down there to find our parents, "'and we're going right now.'
0: "'They're not there,'
2: said Meg. "'How How do do you know? know?' said Finn and Abigail at the same time. "'It wasn't just your parents who disappeared. "'It was all of the adults, even those who stayed behind.' So now we have to follow the coordinates barfed up by a baby, said Vale. Yep. Said Mr. Sparkles.
1: <laughs>
2: All right, I am here with my editor and son, young Griffin Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. Hi, Griff. Hello. All right, Griff. So what did you think of that episode? Good. All right, yeah. I appreciate that. Step up from uh, pretty good. Yep.
1: Maybe next season will be super awesome, amazing.
2: <laughs> okay. So, do you have any questions about the episode?
1: Uh, I wonder what Mr. Sparkles actually is and where the po- adults are.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. We can't answer that because that is spoilerific.
1: Yeah, and that's for Spoiler Club. Listeners only, (laughs) which you do not approve of.
2: Yeah, right. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think Mr. Sparkles is a good alien or a bad alien? Do you think he's on the side of good or the side of bad?
1: Make sure thinks he's bad.
2: Yeah, that's true. What do you think? I think
1: he's sort of in the middle.
2: Yeah, he's a baby.
1: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They don't even know anything.
2: All right, so you have a two-year-old brother who was just recently a baby. Do you remember what he used to do all the time when he was a baby? Throw up. <laughs> yeah, babies tend to spit up a lot. So we were kind of drawing this uh, example from real life.
1: Yeah, <laughs> from my little brother. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: What other questions do you have?
1: I wonder if Mr. Sparkles is actually the, just lead them on a little scavenger hunt.
2: Yeah, right. So now we know.
1: How can they even trust a baby? They don't even know anything. Even one plus one equals two.
2: Yeah, right, but he did give them a stone with coordinates, and so that's where they're going to go. They'll go to a new planet next episode, and we'll see what's there.
1: Yeah, and see if the aliens are friendly or not.
2: Yeah, right, right.
1: You do not want to eat them with the other tenant of
2: So obviously this episode is, again, drawing on Wrinkle in Time by Madeline L'Engle. We talked about the other characters Like Charles Wallace, and the three women, like, what is it, Mrs. What's It and Mrs. Which? And Mrs. Who. Yeah, right. And then the episode title is a play on The Day the Crayons Quit. Yep. Next episode, we'll be talking about a new book, I think. Okay. All right. Any other questions you have? Hmm, Not much. Okay. Then can you tell the audience what time it is? (laughs) Alright, this week we want to thank Eli, who's 6 from Los Angeles Our pal Mauricio, who sent in a lot of art Nathaniel, who's 10 from Rochester Hills, Michigan Maya, who's 5 from Ocala, Florida Walter and Alice of Seattle, Washington Dylan, 10 and Callum, 7 from Galway, Ireland Hey guys! Ansley, 7 and Olivia, 5 from McDonough, Georgia Ben, who's 5 from San Jose, California Owen from Seattle, Washington; our pal Elliot, Madeline who's nine, Valerie who's six, and Cassandra who's six from Seattle, Washington; Ever who's four and Jr who's seven from Springfield, Massachusetts; Tallulah from Chicago, Illinois; Alexander who is six and a half from Washington, New Hampshire; Nelson and Dia who are from Louisville, Kentucky; Jay who's eight from Davis, California; Georgie Simpson who's eight from Derbyshire, England. Gunner who's 4 from Littleton Massachusetts, Dominic who's 9 from Abbotsford British Columbia, Bremen who's 10, our friend Evan, Fiona 7 from Sacramento California, Margo from Fremont California, Brendan, Lincoln, and Micah from Golden, Colorado, who did a family cartoon. Thank you guys so much for that. Theo, who's four and a half. Linus, who's five. Claire, who's five. Will, who's three and a half. Zion, who's 11. Anna, who's 10. Levi, who's eight. They're all from DuPont, Washington. And they had an art party and drew just piles of art for Bebop. And I know that Bebop... We'll dine out for a week on that and probably a month for all the art that everybody sent in. Thank you all so much. All of the art is just so amazing. Okay, here are our jokes. Our pal Walter from Seattle, Washington sent in a joke. What do you call an alien camping tent? A UFT. Mauricio <laughs> sent in a joke. What do you get when you cross Bebop with Sonic the Hedgehog? Bebop tails with an I. <laughs> And Mauricio also asked, what is a noise that sends chills down your spine? Ice scream. <laughs> All right, and we have a couple more jokes here. This one is from EJ.
1: My name is EJ from Springfield, Virginia, and I have a joke. What did the spider say when he was hungry? What? Do you have some webs? <laughs> <laughs> I am EJ. From Springfield, Virginia,
2: and I have a prank. Okay, we're gonna stop it right there. <laughs> Thank you, EJ, but we're trying to hold off on pranks right now. I just got a new pair of slippers, and so far, Bebop hasn't found them. All right, here is our next joke.
1: Hi, I'm Dio, and I'm four and a half, and this is my joke. <gasps> Um, what do you call a nut from Pace? A ass nut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for that joke, Theo. Well, I think that's it for today. Griff, anything else you wanted to say or ask?
1: Mm. Don't forget Sound
2: Club. Don't forget Sound Club. All right. Can you say bye to everybody? Bye, guys. Bye. bye. Bye, everybody. week and having some more fun with us, I am always grateful that you're here and that you share all of your incredible art, your ideas, your jokes, your sounds with us. And I want to say special thanks to all the artists who sent in their foods, all the comics who sent in their jokes, and a special thanks to Robert, who's 11, from Cypress, Texas, for the great idea for a scavenger hunt. And I also want to say thanks to Lucas, For the great introduction that threw Bebop off his game. I'm always very thankful for that. I also wanted to say that if you're interested in SoundClub and how sounds go from the sounds you make on your parents phone or on a computer and into the sound effects on the show. I made a video about that. You can find it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Finn Caspian. And you can also find it on the medium blog for our group kids. Listen, that's at medium.com slash kids. Listen, both links will be in the show notes. I just kind of walk through how I make the sounds. The Alien Adventures of Finn Kaspin is a Gen Z kids production, written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger with special thanks to Maria V. The theme music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, always perennially voted the nicest human in the universe. The cover art is by Sir Aim Dingman, and if I could just ask one favor I always like to ask you is that please tell a friend about the show. If you like it, let them know, maybe they would like it too. Thanks again, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Oh, (laughs) I will have my revenge.
0: Search for 6 Minutes, start a Season 1, Episode 1, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. 6 Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Rez, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free. The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.